Today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 9, verses 51 to 62, and that can be found in your Pew Bibles on page 1040, page 1040. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem and he sent sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plough and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. How many countless decisions have been made as the simple hymn, I've decided to follow Jesus, was being sung? Whether it's a salvation decision or a decision to surrender for the mission field, or maybe just a new commitment concerning one's own walk with God. Such a simple hymn, really, with such a profound meaning. Well, those words have come to be even more powerful in my life when I heard the story behind this great hymn. It begins with a great revival that took place in the 1800s in the country of Wales. Not only was that country turned upside down for God, but it resulted in a missions movement that swept across the globe. One particular Welsh missionary felt a call to northern India. There, in the province of Assam, he bravely sought to evangelize some of the most savage of people. Not only did he find the most oppressive form of Hinduism there, but he also had to contend with the dangers of working amongst headhunters. He himself suffered persecution, and many years went by without any fruit, until finally he won his first converts to the Lord. The new Christians consisted of a mother and father, along with their two boys. The lives of this family had been so transformed that they were beginning to win other people from their tribe to Jesus Christ. Well, news began to spread amongst the village, and many of the villagers got so angry that a mob came and dragged the family down to the public square. When the village chief heard the news, he came and threatened the family that if they did not recant, then they would all die. Specifically, he started by threatening the father that if he did not renounce Christ, He would start by taking the lives of his two children. The man looked on with tears as several village men aimed their bows and arrows toward his sons. He loved his boys, but he knew that he could not renounce his Savior, and 
So this was his response. I have decided to follow Jesus. There is no turning back. Sadly, the archers pulled back the arrows and killed his two sons. As his two boys lay lifeless there before him, the chief turned his attention back to the father and said, I'm going to give you another chance. But if you don't give up your Jesus, then we'll kill your wife as well. The man looked down at his sons. And now he looked into the eyes of his dear wife, his partner, his friend. He loved his family, but deep inside, he could not help but think of the love that Christ had for them when he died on the cross in order to give them eternal life. This time, no doubt with tears flowing down his cheeks, he turned to the chief and spoke these words. Though no one is here to go with me, still I will follow Jesus. There is no turning back. And now, with both his wife and children gone, the tribal chief threatened him one last time and said, Renounce Christ, or this time will take your own life. At this point, the man had lost everything that was dear to him in his life. And so with eyes raised toward heaven, he spoke his final words. The world can be behind me, but the cross is still before me. There is no turning back. According to the missionary, when he had returned to the village, a revival had broken out. And those who had murdered the first converts had received Jesus Christ and took their place in the family of God. By this time, the testimony of what had happened had spread like wildfire throughout the province of Assam. The Welsh missionary passed along these reports to the famous Indian evangelist Sandhu Sundar Singh. So Singh took the last words of the martyr and put them to traditional Indian music in order to make one of the first uniquely Indian hymns. I have decided to follow Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we reflect on your word. Help us, Lord, to understand more about you and the mission that you came to do and our mission here on earth. Help me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I found this story so amazing. The story that we have watched. It is worth asking, if it was me, what could I have done? What could have motivated or moved this man to allow this to happen to his family? And yet, he could have just said no to Jesus and save his family and his life. I want you to hold your breath. Let's go back to chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Jesus himself has given us a definition of who is a true disciple. I read, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. And today we are in 
verse 51, where Jesus is on the journey to Jerusalem. And Luke wants us to know for sure that there is no turning back for Jesus. He says Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. Time has come for him to suffer and to die and to be rejected. And on the third day to raise again. Jesus is heading for glory, but only after suffering. And therefore, those who start this journey to follow Jesus on the road to glory must follow his footsteps. And that means that we have to have Jesus' attitude towards those who reject him. Chapter 9, verse 51 to 56. When that time came for Jesus to go to Jerusalem, he sent his messengers to prepare people for his arrival. But the Samaritan could not receive him. Israelites and Samaritans had long history of hostilities, and that's why they could not allow any Jew to pass through their town to Jerusalem. James and John were so enraged at this insult to their master. How can these people reject the Messiah, the King? This made John and James to propose the immediate calling of fire from heaven upon the Samaritan village. But Jesus' response refused their request because it is out of character of Jesus' mission at the moment because Jesus' mission is to bring salvation not to judge at that time yes there are warnings for judgment upon those who we reject him but time has not yet come this is time for salvation. And therefore the disciples are not to use their privilege on being part of God's kingdom to bring judgment or being judgmental on those who will reject Jesus and his messengers. The time for judgment from God will come later when he will deal with those who reject the Son of Man. But now, if he are not received, don't worry. Move on. Preach the power of the cross that brings salvation. Brothers and sisters, God is so gracious at the moment that he gives us time to reflect upon our decision. Take this time now because
those who reject it, there will be eternal consequences. And for the disciples of Jesus, we must be prepared to accept the world's hostilities without retaliation or desire for revenge. The question is now, how do we respond to the Muslims, Hindus, atheists, materialists, or any people who reject the gospel? Our response may be like John and James, who wants them to be charged. However, we must have Jesus' attitude towards those who reject him. Because it's time for grace and mercy. Those who start to follow Jesus on the road to glory must weigh the cost. Verse 9, uh, chapter 9, 57 and 58. So on the way, Jesus met some three candidates for discipleship who wanted to join with Jesus on the journey. The first and the third candidate volunteered to follow Jesus. The second one was invited to follow him. The first man expressed his readiness to follow Jesus. There is no, nothing wrong with his way or the way he puts it. It is that he is really ready to go anywhere that Jesus leads. But Jesus responds, reckons that this man had not really understood what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus says, Fox have dens and birds have nets, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. That those who start following Jesus on the road to glory must be prepared to give up the idea of this world as their home. Following Jesus means that we will have to look at our life and honestly make changes needed to conform to Jesus' lifestyle. Our life should reflect Jesus and not the world. A disciple must realize that following Jesus means living as a stranger in this world. Because a choice for Jesus is a choice rejected by men in the world. What is true with Jesus is true to his disciples. As we have seen in the video, this man was ready to die for Jesus while he could have watched and looked at what he has at this world, what he has accumulated and say no to Jesus and continue enjoying, enjoying the lifestyle and enjoy everything that he had but he did not choose that. It may not be happening here in the UK that people are killed because of their faith. But it is common 
in different parts of the world where people declare their faith to Christ. It means death, rejection, and persecution. Brothers and sisters, it is worth counting the cost when we decide to follow Jesus. Because those who follow Jesus on the road to glory must have mission priority over family. 59 and 60. The second man who is invited by Jesus wants to postpone devoting himself to Jesus until basic duties are behind him. It is important to understand that Jesus is not against this man taking care of his family duty. Nor his request is wrong. But he has not or he has not get, gotten the urgency of discipleship. That even the best excuse possible should not get in the way of discipleship. That's why Jesus' response challenged this man to give kingdom proclamation top priority. Even as today, we may have good alibis for not following Jesus. That I want to be somebody. I want to achieve my career first. I want to have a family first before I follow you, Jesus. What is your alibi for not following Jesus? It is important to know that there is nothing important and there is nothing that is more of urgent than the proclamation of the kingdom of God. That is why Jesus is calling us to have that in mind as our first priority in life. When we make Jesus our priority, it may mean sometimes or many times, that it may affect our diaries. The question is, will you change your diary for Jesus or to accommodate Jesus? A disciple must refuse to let anything have priority over following Jesus. I remember one Sunday I was in the vestry Ready to proclaim, uh, ready to, uh, ready for procession to start the service. Then my young brother came running and told me I need to go home with him because our neighbor has grabbed a small part of our, da our dad's plot and she has started to dig a foundation. My parents had traveled to the upcountry and so it was me and my brother who is not a believer. And so going to church is not a priority to him. Now, this lady chose this day on Sunday because she knows that we will all be away attending church. And she wanted to surprise us when we come back we found that she has already constructed. So, my brother wanted me to go and stop her from constructing uh, with our construction team from building. But I had to tell him to go back and solve it or leave it because I was preaching that day 
and that was my priority. After the church, I went home. I found that they have finished the construction of the foundation. My brother is very angry, but I could not make any final decision. We had to wait for our parents to return. When they came, they said, we will not fight for the piece of land, which is a property of this world. She can have it. She will not go with it. No need to fight for it. And so up to date, she has that piece of land. As disciples, we need to accept the urgency of the mission and strive to proclaim the good news. Of, of course, we can do this and also attend our family duties. Those who start following Jesus on the road to glory must be constant and not giving up. 61 and 62. The third man offered to follow Jesus. Jesus' reply is a warning. Since he sees a danger in the request that one man may follow him initially only to look too long for the old life later. Such looking back does not promote spiritual health. So if one is going to follow Jesus, one needs to keep following him and not looking back. Jesus is warning us of the dangers of looking back. Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. The children of Israel wanted to go back to Egypt when they faced challenges. Yes, we may face challenges that may tempt us to look back. But one cannot follow after two things. Following Jesus means making him the compass of one's life. Therefore, we should live as Christians and not live a double life. The commitment to follow Jesus must be constant because Jesus demands undivided loyalty. Brothers and sisters, the privilege and the seriousness of following Jesus are of such tremendous magnitude that those who start following Jesus on the road to glory must have Jesus' attitude towards those who reject him, weigh the cost, have mission priority over family, and be constant and not giving up. Let's pray, and as we pray, we will be singing after that. We will sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that, Lord, you will continue helping us to uh, understand your word. Know that, Lord, you have called us, and that we may not turn back. We should follow you as you have decided, Lord, uh, to go to die for us on the cross. Help us, Lord, to understand you more in Jesus' name. Amen. We will stand and we will sing, I have decided to follow Jesus.